Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 19th of February. Coming up, hear how Storm Dennis destroyed a mum and daughter's home. It was absolutely horrific. It was like my heart, it, I just didn't know what to do. I totally panicked. I panicked. Find out why LGBTQ plus films are being shown in Folkestone. We want to embrace the community, want to be part of the community and we want to sort of get the message out there that we're supporters, we're allies. And the Gillingham managers putting their latest win down to team spirit. We're almost like a family. We said we have to be like a family. We have to win together, we lose together, we fight together. You know, we laugh together. Kent News. First up today, a mum and daughter from Hearn Bay are facing homelessness after Storm Dennis destroyed their flat at the weekend. Gale force winds ripped through part of the property on Canterbury Road, causing major damage to the building. Some bricks and debris also fell onto a car below. Phil's been chatting to Kerry Young, who was just down the road when it happened. I just heard this almighty whoosh and dust and debris was coming up Canterbury Road and I just knew it was my place. I could see all the dust coming from the top of the building. You know, it was just lucky that nobody was killed. I mean, just, just kind of tell us about that moment when the penny kind of drops and you, you do realise that's, that's yours. It was absolutely horrific. Um, it was like my heart, had, I just didn't know what to do. I totally panicked, I panicked. I mean, obviously the, the the details were kind of hazy at the time of, you know, anyone could have been in that car. I mean, just tell us about how lucky we are that there actually are no injuries. Exactly. The amount of people who walk past these shops at that time of the night, I, it, I just can't believe that nobody got hurt. I'm, I'm so I'm frightened to be here now. You know, I, I'm just so frightened that the wind's going to take that roof off and the whole building's going to collapse. So just moving forward then, obviously when this building is, is, is repaired and you are able to move back in, will there still be that kind of edge of, well, what if it happens again, you know, how will you feel moving back in? We won't be moving back in. I, um, there's no way, we, both me and my daughter, there's no way we're going back into that building. I just, I, I don't feel it's even safe, so we're not going back in there. Kerry's daughter, Rianne, has been telling Phil what it was like from her perspective. When my mum phoned me, I was up at my boyfriend in London and we were supposed to be going to a party. That's the only reason we weren't at home at the weekend. And when my mum phoned me, I could still hear the conversation. She she couldn't even talk properly. She was in such panic. Um, it was horrible to have to hear her voice and everything that she was saying about our cat still being up there. She was t- petrified, absolutely petrified. And I couldn't do anything. I felt helpless. I couldn't. I wasn't here. I couldn't do anything. That's why we had to rush back. And it was just devastating, everything that we had to go through. Tell us about the kind of support that you've had in terms of the GoFundMe page and people kind of coming together to help out. Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. Like the community, the support that we've had. It's just been so overwhelming to see that there's people out there that actually feel for what we've had to go through and had to put up with. It's been amazing. More than £700 has been raised to help them so far. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a lorry driver's denied trying to smuggle almost £1.5 million worth of cocaine into Kent, hidden underneath his bed. Border Force officers discovered 17 vacuum-packed wraps of the Class A drug inside the cabin of the vehicle in July last year. A 50-year-old from North London is on trial at Canterbury Crown Court. 
A terminally ill grandmother from Sea Salter has had £2,000 snatched out of her hands in her own home. The 84-year-old found a man in her house, and when she went to check if her cash box was still there, he followed her and took it. Police are investigating the break-in as well as another burglary in the same street on Sunday evening. A man's admitted running a boarding kennel in Kent without a licence after a dog's death sparked an investigation. A miniature Pomeranian was allegedly injured at Maidstone Springers last summer. Boss Leslie Roberts has been ordered to pay more than £400 and risks not being given a licence. Kent Online News. Now, a series of film screenings celebrating the LGBTQ community is now underway in the run-up to Folkestone Pride. The movies, including The Garden, which was filmed in Dungeness are being shown at Lee's Cliff Hall between now and July. The first one was on last night. Ish has been speaking to Lizzie Hall, who's the theatre director. Because of the films we chose, we they are quite a, a wide-ranging um, and we wanted to include films that, that covered a lot of the demographics um, that the LGBT community is part of. So there is transgender, there is gay, there is lesbian, there's the documentary which is uh, will obviously cover a lot of the injustices faced over the years and the, and the work that's been done by people all around the world to um, address this, but also the fact that um, not everybody's as lucky as the people in the UK um, and in a lot of countries it is still um, illegal to be gay and in a few countries punishable by death so there is it's addressing not just what has happened but also what is still going on around the world and with regards to what is going on focusing sort of locally and you know Folkestone for example across Kent is there still a sense of that injustice or there is a lot of adversity that people from the LGBTQ plus community are still having to try and overcome I think unfortunately there will always, well, not hopefully, not always, but for it is the case that discrimination is still faced by by people in the community. Um, but things have come a long a long way, and it's 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 getting better. And, and I think that's the message for for anyone that's currently in this situation or is coming to terms with their sexuality is that is that things do get better, and there are people out there fighting to make sure that you are treated equally to, to everybody else in society. I suppose one of those key issues is, is that whole sense of equality and unity. Is that something that you're really trying to help promote in the run-up to Folkestone Pride? Absolutely. We, um, we worked with Folkestone Pride last, uh, last summer and the event actually took place on the checkerboard rooftop at Leescliff Hall. And we want to embrace the community, we want to be part of the community and we want to sort of get the message out there that... that that we're supporters, we're allies, and um, you know we we want to make Folkestone a, a better place because of it. People will be able to donate to Folkestone Pride on the film nights, with all money raised going towards this summer's event. Kent Online reports: A popular seafront pub on Sheppey could be turned into a fish and chip shop and arcade. Kane's Amusements, which owns the site next to Laysdown's Talk of the Town, wants to knock down the walls to expand. There are also plans for three flats upstairs. Works underway to tackle the rat population in Folkestone. Pest controllers have been brought in after they were spotted around the Lees. Bait boxes are going to be put down and dog walkers are being urged to keep their pets on a lead. 
and British naturism are going to hold a naked bowling night in Ashford. They're taking over Hollywood Bowl on Thursday the 26th of March. Tickets cost £21 and that'll include two games, shoe hire, a buffet and a drink from the bar. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have extended their unbeaten run in League One to 14 games. The second half goal from Connor Ogilvie gave them a 1-0 win away at struggling South End last night. They're now ninth in the table, four points off the playoff places. Jill's boss Steve Evans spoke to us after the match. We've done enough to win the game tonight with our second half performance, especially for 35, 40 minutes. But we didn't do enough over 90 to go and make a bit of a Lincoln on Saturday. So we've we've just said to the players. We came here, we had to patch up a little bit, players on the bench, probably not right to come onto the pitch tonight, but they'll be right for Saturday and we, we took a bit of a gamble here um, to get players fit. People like Alfred Jones will be 100% ready for Saturday, probably 90% on the bench, shooter Keith will have to, it was no right, he'd be hopefully right for Saturday and um, you know, and you can see with the personnel changes we've made, but we've only got 18, 19 players, we've not got the squad sizes of others, so we have to have everybody playing a part. We showed that tonight. We commander took off only on a tactical change, nothing to do with his performance. He was probably better in the front two in the first half. You could see first half, they were a little bit quiet, knew that wasn't us. But in the second half, after five, ten minutes, introduction of Graham puts a couple of crosses in, some of the fans are on the front foot, the fans are singing. We score, brilliant reaction, one of powerful header, great cross, perfect header. He's wrapped into the net, players diving into the net with him, fans try to get the and celebrate with them. Incredible. And um, three points is always always worth it when you're travelling home. We're almost like a family. We, we said we have to be like a family. We have to win together, we lose together, we fight together, you know, we laugh together. And um, a huge, huge credit to our captain, Max Amer, who galvanises that group and the experienced boys like see Barry and Jack Bonham and that, they get around them and when it's not been so good at training or matches and they get them motivated and ready to go the next day and, and that helps the management team immensely. At this stage of the season, you have to win games. We're just another challenger. There's probably nine or ten teams that's that's going to fight for the plus. I think there's probably two from three that, for me, that will win automatic promotion. But for us to be in there challenging, fighting, working hard, that's a benchmark. I've said to the players from day one, I'll stand in front of them, stood in front of them at the start of the season when it wasn't so good. But we've we found a system, we found a way of playing, we found a way to introduce players that win as a game. As you heard Steve mention, they're travelling to take on Lincoln City this weekend. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.